Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Weaver and Jacoby Kendrick. This podcast is dedicated to newer agents in the business who want the fast track to success. 90% of agents fail in their first year of business. Our goal is to help guide your journey away from the common mistakes most agents make and help you grow and build your business to epic levels you know you're capable of and desire. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast. We are back again. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jerry Weaver. And this week, we're going to be talking about the mighty and powerful referral. Let's talk about how do you get referrals? Where do they come from? How do you make sure you're establishing relationships that are going to bring in referrals? You know, Jerry brought up this topic because he is the man when it comes to referrals. He he is the referral king. I'm working on my referrals too. Actually, I'll say I get a lot of referrals as well. So, I mean, most of my business is referrals too. So, can't really downplay that one much. But let's get into it. Let's talk about the referral and what does that mean to your real estate business? Man, I absolutely love referrals. I think referrals are my most enjoyable part. Now, don't get me wrong. I love when I'm doing some marketing and I get something off of that marketing, but the referral is is phenomenal. I mean, that's basically how I started in on the business. Um, I didn't have any concept that there was another way of doing business outside of referrals when I first started. And so when you're looking at business and it's the only way that you know how to do it, uh, I went all in on it. Yeah, that's what they often say, right? Repeat and referral business. So I think there's pros and cons to everything. So we're going to talk about the pros about referrals, the cons about referrals too, and then we'll just get directly into it. But referrals, yes. Let's talk about why. Why is a referral so, so great? You know, number one, yeah. Why is a referral so great? And why is that uh, how you like to take your business? Yeah, to me, a referral is great because the process to get the client to trust you is a lot shorter. I mean, once somebody that they trust refers you, then it's almost there's no competition in trying to either, you know, work with the buyer or get the listing. I mean, the majority of times I go out on a listing appointment that is a referral, I'm the only agent they're talking to. And so it becomes, you know, where we can just have a really good, open, straightforward conversation with each other. And there's not this you know, song and dance of I'm trying to outsell another agent. Because one of the things that I learned really quick in real estate, coming from a background where I sold um, like valve, hydraulic valves and cylinders before real estate. And I was in, then I got into heating and cooling. And so I sold commercial services. Like that was a real sales job. And I did like, you know, I had to do like sales training with, you know, with Dale Carnegie sales and Jerry Weinberg sales. And so I learned all these different sales models. And when I brought that to real estate, that it did not equate. So this isn't, you know, as people say, oh, we're real estate salespeople. We are not salespeople like you would think, like I, like I think of salespeople. I think we're more in the service business where we, we're going to provide a professional service. And so a lot of times, a lot of the song and dance of what I would call the sales process just gets in the way and it really muddies the water. Yeah, that's how you know you are you are a referral guy, right? You say it's not it's not sales in the in that regard. <laughs> I yeah. So 
The thing I think about, I guess, is what I would say is like what you said about trust, right? The thing I found is that trust is is already there when you get a referral. People, when it's somebody that you already know, you know, and that you're you're already speaking to, and somebody else relate relays them over to you, then that trust, like you said, is is already there, and so that's why referrals, you know, they're they're the top one because I don't have to go through trying to get you to trust me, building rapport and all of that, like rapport is already done in the fact that you have a congruent relationship with someone, right? Really, really where I found this at is, you know, I've done a lot of relocations. And so on a relocation, someone has to, they have to interview two people, even if they already have an agent, they have to interview two people. And so I used to ask the question, the one question I used to always ask or I still always ask sellers is, is like, how do you know an agent is going to do a good job for you? How do you know they're going to do a good job? And honestly, there's not a lot of sellers that can answer that question. Like they don't have anything concrete that they can, that they can lean on. And it'd be like, oh, I feel confident that this agent's going to do a good job for me. Right. And the, the number one answer I usually get is like, how do you know an agent's going to do a good job? It has to do with a referral. They'll be like, because this other person told me about this person and they did a good job for them, you know? And so that's what the referral is. It's the fact that you've already done a good job or you have respect and, you know, you've built that uh, rapport with someone else and then they transfer it over to you. And, you know, honestly, that's not, that's not telling you if that agent's going to do a good job. It's telling you that the agent's going to take care of you, but not that they're going to do a good job. And so, you know, that, that from the referral standpoint, you're, that's exactly spot on. Yeah. And before we get too far, I want to like I the way I look at referrals, I break them down really in four categories. One, you have your agent to agent referral. And so inside of our inside of real estate, we can refer clients to each other in other markets and other areas. And like so if somebody's moving here to Midland, Texas, I'm going to refer a client, you know, to Jacoby. Jacoby uh, had an investor that was taking some money out of Tyler, Texas and wanted to reinvest it. And he was looking at Michigan. And so Jacoby referred that client to me. And in that instance, typically when we refer agent to agent, you're going to pay a referral fee of between 20 and I've seen it as high as 35% for that referral. And so when we refer people market to market, we see that as that's a referral source. So that's one referral. Other referral is when like one of my vendors, like a lender, refers a client to me. And so like, like those are, I, I love, I love those referrals, but the ones that I really get excited about are the next two. The next two is when a past client refers someone to me. And so a past client can speak to that person. They know exactly how the process went and, and they enjoyed the process enough to tell somebody that they know that this would be a good route for them to go. And then the other part, and here's where I've probably been my strongest or where my referral game has been the strongest is really reaching out to people that are going to refer, that have never used me. They don't have a reason. They had never had a reason to use me. If they had a real estate need, they would use me, but they refer somebody to me. So I've got some people on my, what I call my A-team that you know they've been in their house 25 years and they're probably never going to move from that house but i get one to two referrals from them every year because you know they know and trust me 
in another capacity enough to tell somebody when it comes up in, in conversation that they're looking for a realtor, they're all about referring me to them. And so that's how I break down the referrals. I think it's really good to break down how, you know, how you see referrals. There's a few others that I kind of put in categories too. So one that I really, really had, I looked at as a referral is my broker at my last brokerage. My broker would often give me a lot of buyers and sellers that she wasn't working with. And so even though you don't, sometimes I don't think we think about that as a referral, but that's an actual referral too, right? Like I had to pay a a higher split on that, but it's the same thing. It's it's a referral from your my broker who already had a relationship with this individual, and then they come to me, right? So I like to break down the referral, like we said, is that they're passing their um, trust over to me. And now the other one that I think of now is like, um, I even think of Zillow as a referral too. Zillow's a referral as well. If you're using Zillow or whoever else, Veterans United, there's a lot of different folks that you pay a 25% or 35% uh, referral fee for a client. It's the same thing you would do agent to agent, but a lot of times agents are out there saying, I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to give up 30% of my commission, you know, just to give, you know, just so Zillow or whoever else can take my money. And I'm like, well, dude, if I gave you a referral, you'd give me 25%. So like, what, what's the difference, man? Like Zillow's probably talking to a lot more buyers and sellers than I am. So you might as well do the same thing, right? So you you got to, I think you have to think of it in the form of a referral with that as well too. That's the success-based model, right? Where you're just, you don't, you don't pay any money out unless you actually close the deal. And so those deals are becoming more and more popular now too. And so I look at those as referrals as well. Like someone came in, I want to buy a house. I want to sell a house, go show me a house. And then once I close it, I pay, I pay you a referral. And so that's one of the other categories I look at as well. Yeah. Those ones are a little harder for me. I, I, I appreciate those. Um, I participate in a lot of those models uh, that you're talking about. And, but then I feel more like a commodity in as opposed to where I actually get to bring my my skills to the table um, because it's just the oh they connected with me with you and it's it's those environments where you know how many times have you been in an open house you ask somebody's walking through the open house oh do you have an agent yeah I have an agent oh who is it oh they're with Keller Williams or they're with Coldwell Banker they don't know the name like I want my clients to know my name and and that's you know but that's on me to make sure that that happens so the referrals you're talking about, it's just a little different. You don't have the trust and rapport with them. You have to still build that up. You've just been connected and you become an item of convenience for a buyer. Yeah, I think that's good. I think the key, and I want to break all these down. And so one of the other ones that obviously I've been going hard in now recently is like YouTube, right? So we got like this YouTube, somebody comes in and they they already feel like they actually know you. You know what I mean? And so the key part is, is having a presence so people can get to know you, right? So if someone comes through, they look at your stuff and then they can start seeing you and seeing you like that, and you start setting it up in that way, then I think you do have a little more trust and rapport with the, with the person than someone who just clicked on a link and is actually just, you know, wants to see a house or whatever else. So what I'd like to do is kind of break this down into how we get those. For one, we get that trust transferred because the same thing can happen with a with an agent to agent transfer as well, right? I've had guys where they come in, an agent sends me a, a buyer, 
And then that buyer actually goes and clicks on a house somewhere on Zillow and uses somebody else, right? So it, it can happen in all aspects. I think the key point though is like, what's the glue that connects the person with you to the referral? And I think that's different from every referral source, right? So let's kind of break down. Well, for one, why don't you break down where you're good at? Because you're really good at this. And probably I would say one of the one of the big places for you is like is like your church, right? So maybe break down some of your referrals and how people know you and continue to see you from from that standpoint. Yeah, so I've done I've done really well in in church, in my kids' schools, in their sports. That's one that I've done really well in. And so it's basically whatever community I'm in. I just participate in that community. So, you know, for baseball, I keep score. And that is my way of, you know, one, I enjoy that. But two, that keeps me, you know, there's purpose behind that. It keeps me connected with all the families because I have to send out messages or if somebody wants to be let into the, you know, the scoring app, like I have, you know, I'm in charge of that. And so that that then establishes a relationship with everyone on the team in an easy way because I don't go into these groups and then sell. I remember when I was, even before I was in the business, there was a realtor at our church who used to basically use the church directory as a marketing, you know, as a marketing list. And so we would get his mailers at home, like his magnets and, but I didn't have any relationship with him. So that I was really put off by that uh, even before I was in real estate. And so I don't do any marketing to the baseball team, to school, to church, but if they're going to follow me on social media and they're going to see me, they're going to know that I'm in the business. You know, when I wear a logo shirt, you know, there's a reason I wear a logo shirt. So I'm trying to engage people in conversations about real estate, but I don't want to come across as the, Hey, if I got a deal for you guy. And so (laughs) that's, you know, that's one way that I really go about it. So let me, let me stop you. Let me stop you right there. So you said you keep score because that, that can get lost in translation. So you're like, I get involved in my kids sports in that piece, like just getting involved though, doesn't, doesn't translate to sales. Right. So I think the key point you said is relationships. So, so tell, how do you develop relationships? So you're the scorekeeper. Someone needs into the app. You give them access to the app. Like that's not, that's not going to bring in business. What's your X factor there because anybody can like keep score, bring you into the app. But how are you bringing people in by using, you know, with that? How are you developing relationship there? And just conversation with people. Um, And I engage, I'm really good at, you know, striking up conversations. And one of the things that I'm good at is showing interest in, like, I'm typically always trying to dig for something that they want to talk about. And so when you're in sports, it's really easy to talk about somebody's kid, right? And so you talk, you know, that's a a great way in. You talk about a play or, oh, they did great last week. Oh, that hit was amazing. You're like, oh, what other sports did you play? Do you have any other kids? And so those are just really easy conversations for people that are in my, you know, I have kids, they have kids. And so we're in the same, we're in the same boat in a lot of the areas as, you know, when I'm, you know, I'm talking, when we're talking specifically about baseball. You know, and then it just drives into, oh, did you grow up in the area? And then it's just a matter of having those conversations and and stories are coming out. And the one nice thing about being in real estate is people love talking about real estate. You know, whether they think the market's going good or bad, it's a seller's market, it's a buyer's market, it's super hot. People love talking about real estate. And so if you know what you're talking about, 
without just trying to sell them and you're just you're just giving them information that typically is a conversation that just naturally drives to that at some point that's exactly right i'm going to push back <laughs> on you on your salesman you are, you are you are a salesman dude you're like i'm trying to figure out what they're interested in that's yeah. a salesman man you are you you sales all the that's, way dude that's a good human being i mean that's, that's just like still sales <laughs> <laughs> it's just being a good person and you're i'm authentic about salesman. it i really you know, I'm authentic. I'm genuine about it. You know, my my wife knows that she can take me anywhere. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go there. I don't know anybody. And that's my element. I don't know yeah. anybody. Let's go. Yeah. And I, I sit at that table and talk bro. all night long. That's awesome. I think that, yeah, the key there is, so I, I do kind of the same thing with jujitsu, right? I use jujitsu as my, as my fishing ground. I like to think of it as like a fishing pool. And so if you if you're going to be successful in sales, you've got to have different areas where you're going to reach out. We all do life somewhere. We all have a tribe somewhere that we're reaching out to. And I think the relationship piece is so big. I think there's multiple pieces to it. You have to you have to be you have to have a relationship with someone. You have to be involved in the community. And then people have to know that you actually are a realtor. Right. You can't be a secret agent. And so, but the key, I think, as to what you're saying is, is how do you let people know that you're an agent? You know, am I sending you magnets and you, am I like spamming you with emails and all that? Or am I just, you know, going about asking about you and what I could maybe provide to you? I don't think there's anything wrong with asking someone, you know, what maybe their real estate needs are or what their plan is or how did they get into the house that they're in right now? Because you oftentimes unearth things that you that they don't even think about. I, I have had probably a handful of people come up to me from jujitsu and tell me they think they can't buy a house. And when they tell me their situation, they are so far ahead of the game. They had no clue. Yep. And really, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I, I really need to get my message out more to those people because you know, they waited until now, maybe before they could have bought a house at a better interest rate. Now their interest rates are crazy, you know? And so I think there's some responsibility on our part too, to, to let people know what we're doing, you know, not force it on people. People are going to tell you if they don't, if they don't want to hear something, but they have to know that who you are. And then how do you display, how do you uh, display that you're actually good at what you do, right? Because people are going to watch you and they're going to see you but I think that relationship piece is the most important. They have to know that you are approachable. People only do do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? And so that's really the key point. So one of the biggest tools right now that I'm using to make like a direct connection between somebody in like one of my communities to real estate is HomeBot. And so, the, you know, there's a million services like that. There's a million services you use. I use HomeBot. HomeBot gives a seller value, gives them the value of their house at a monthly basis. And so that one is a really easy one because I'm bringing value. I'm giving them information that they like to see, that they want to see without ever like just, oh, did you look at it? Did you look at it? Did you see it? Oh, oh, I saw you open it. Just when I know somebody opens the report, I don't jump right on the phone and call them. But when I'm out, all right, talking about the sales thing, if I know somebody opened the report and we're at something together, that's going to come up in conversation. And they're going to feel like they brought it up in conversation. So, oh, so you're a salesman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And so, but it's about bringing value. And it, it's not just about bringing real estate value to the group, it's about bringing value to your communities. 
you know, one of the things that I've done for 23 or 24 years is I've volunteered in our high school youth ministry. I've been there for so long. I mean, I've number of houses to students that came up through our youth ministry and I've been part of their weddings and part of their life. And I've been with them their whole life. So that trust is already there. I'm now selling houses to like my friend's kids. Uh, we did uh, three or four of those this year where it's somebody that I was their agent or I was involved, you know, I've been involved in life with them and now I'm selling houses to their kids. And so, so there's bringing value, being somebody that they can trust and that they go to. And then, you know, there's a lot of value in longevity in communities. If you've been around a community for a long time, but the big piece is bring value to the community for what the community does. <clears throat> and so my value to the baseball is I keep score and it's real easy. I like doing it. And, but it's not just taking a backseat in any group that I'm in. If I'm going to be in a group, I'm going to be involved. Yeah. Bringing value is, is probably the next highlight of this whole piece, right? So we got relationship and then now we've got bringing value because you got to bring value in more ways than one, right? So helping somebody buy and sell a house, that's the job. You know, it's like that, that is expected, but what are you doing that goes be, be above and beyond that? You know, I like, I like what you said about Homebot. Homebot doesn't just give you your value of your house, right? Homebot will tell you, hey, if you refinance your house, this is how much extra money you're going to have. This is how much money you'll make at this time. And so you're helping people plan. You're not just helping them buy a house or save money. You're helping them plan for their life. Like, man, what could you do with that extra money? Is it advantageous for you to even refinance or get it? It talks about Airbnb. If you Airbnb your house out or you had it as a long term rental, like what does that do for you? Like those are that is adding value to someone that is, you know, invaluable, invaluable value that's invaluable. And so, you know, just give having those conversations with people is really where the value is at, because people need options. They need to know their options and then what they can do, because a lot of times people don't even know what is possible. And then as you start telling people what's possible, it starts opening them up to to better, better their lives. Right. I think you are a little bit better. You are a little bit better than me on that one, though, because if somebody opens up anything with me, they're getting a phone call from me. Like you looked at something or saw something. I am immediately on the phone like, hey, how's it going? I was uh, I was just thinking about you today. Like you popped up on my screen. I was thinking about you, man. How, how you how you been? I weigh that depending on who it is. So. <laughs> Oh, super good. Another thing that's a powerful tool that I've used for a long time is, you know, social media, the, the power of social media in your communities. There's always groups and, you know, that you can always be a part of and bring in value there. But I just want to know that people are seeing my content. Um, and so I just, I'm always trying to be out there. One of the ways that I do it is inside of Facebook, you have your friends. But then you can break your friends down into subgroups. And so I have probably six or eight subgroups of my A team, my B team, a C team. And so those people get put in that group. And so if I want a certain message to go out, not all of my friends list has to see it. I've got a list separated that that content is created for, but it brings value. It gets to them in a real kind of in a real soft way. Yeah. I like it. 
So social media is the next one you're looking at, right? Social, social media. media. Mm -hmm. Social media gets like a bad rap, but man, there's not how many people do you know that aren't on social media? Like if you're not on social media, you are like you are the minority for sure. And there's, you know, you hear all the statistics on social media. Oh, Facebook's dying. But the demographic of people that are buying and selling houses, they're still on Facebook. They're not dying. Like my wife and her friends, they're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. My friends are on Facebook. That's where we're seeing it. And, you know, it doesn't mean I'm ignoring the other ones, but that's a big deal. And then you, and I want to go back to this, you kind of just brushed over the YouTube part of this equation. You know, a lot of times when you're dealing with marketing companies, you're talking YouTube, oh, YouTube, 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 go get a bigger audience. But YouTube has a ton of power with your audience of, of your sphere of the people that are going to refer to you. YouTube has a ton of value there and you can use it in so many different ways. And you are correct. The one thing that you had mentioned, you know, you do YouTube videos and people are like, feel like they know you, how this became super obvious to me. I was at a click funnels event down in Tennessee, 2018 or 19. And I'm walking through the lobby and I see Russell Brunson and I legitimately said hi to him. Like we knew each other. <laughs> and after we like, and he was super cordial, nice guy. And I get by him. I'm like, that dude has no idea who I am. And, but because I had watched so many videos of him, I'd seen him on YouTube so much. Like I felt a connection to him. Like we were friends and uh, we were not friends. But, <laughs> that was yeah, an epiphany. Man. That was like, I, that's where I'm like, man, there's so much power in the video. Uh, Cause I knew how it made me feel. Yeah, going hard into YouTube right now, and um, it's it's pretty wild. I I'm looking at YouTube now as as a referral partner. Like that's that's who they are. I've literally had four conversations with people in the past uh, two weeks, and one one uh, individual. It's a it's a lady and her husband. <clears throat> they're moving in. They're moving to town from a uh, from a small town. They they live in a small town and moving to Midland being a big town <laughs> sounds crazy, but they're moving here. And um, she basically told me, she's like, oh yeah, I know this guy's, I know this guy's professional. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's because all because she's watched, you know, watched the videos. And honestly, I couldn't, I could possibly not be professional. I mean, I am professional, but the crazy thing is, is, you know, she thinks I'm professional. She thinks I'm a certain person just by the videos that she's watched on YouTube, literally thinks she knows who I am. And then talking to her husband also has trust with me too, because of what her, his wife has said about me. I talked to him because I was, I was having conversations with her and then he, he, they also have a house to sell. Right. And so she's like, actually you should, cause I'm, cause now they're going to rent. So now they're going to rent rather than just buy when they first move here because they don't know the area. Right. And so I'm like, okay. And she's like, I don't want to downgrade. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what, how, how many square feet is your house? You know? And she's like, oh, those are probably questions for my husband. So, <laughs> so then I get his number and I start talking to him and it's just crazy that like, he's having a conversation with me, you know, based off what she said and from those videos. And he's like, totally, you know, totally fine with it. I've had other times where people who have not watched my videos, the husband has one thought and the wife has another thought. And sometimes they go with me and sometimes they go with, you know, the other realtor because they actually have uh, what the husband has a realtor and the, the wife has a realtor, you know. And so just the power of that 
referral, you know, as I put my air quotes up, if you're listening to this referral from YouTube. And so uh, we've got to build trust and rapport with folks. I think that is the key point. Are you starting to get where the people you know are talking about your videos? Yeah, I actually just got a text uh, today. People and also people from that uh, aren't from my area too, right? So everybody's like, I'm watching your content uh, and it's like really inspiring. And so the crazy thing is on, on social media, YouTube, whatever, people are watching your videos no matter what. And so that's kind of the thing. Like what we're talking about here is getting involved in a group so that you can build relationship and trust. Well, people are, if you put something out on the internet, social media, YouTube, wherever, there are so many people on that platform. Somebody is watching it, even if they don't comment, even if they don't like it or anything like that. I have a new, so I was just talking about this. I've got a girl who's, she's about to come on our team. Well, she's basically on our team. She just has to finish her test. She's already come into all of our meetings and everything. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I watched you on YouTube. And I'm like, I never knew the girl before we, before we started, you know, talking about her joining our, joining our team. And she's never commented. She's never liked any of my posts, but yet she just told me, I've watched your videos. I watched this. I know this about you. She's like, you went to the Academy, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, but I've never had a conversation with her. She's never interacted with my post. And so my point is, is that people are watching and you're gaining trust and credibility with people just by putting stuff out there. So the fact that you're not getting likes and comments and shares, I don't think it matters. What matters is that you're putting content out there and that is building relationships with people 24 hours a day. Somebody's watching you at midnight. Yeah. Think about all the videos we send back and forth in the wee hours, 10, 11 o'clock at night sharing videos and that's the other thing you know becomes like especially like if you're going to do some videos on tiktok or you know all that stuff gets shared way more than you think it does yeah and so you can only do so much as one person you can only go to one baseball game but if you put a video up you can be everywhere to all people at all times you're basically omnipresent right it's pretty crazy how do you duplicate yourself how do you get we're always talking about getting more time and really, that is the key to getting more time. And, and it goes into this conversation, like uh, getting a referral. So I just I just want to say a referral is rapport and it's trust, right? And relationship. That's what it is. So how are we building trust, relationship, and rapport? And these tools that we're talking about are tools that you can use in the referral business. A lot of times we're, we talk about them outside of our personal circle, our sphere of influence, like we're talking about, we want them to, we want to add leads from a different source. And that's why we're doing this. But the stuff we're talking about is super powerful inside of your network. And we have to look at it that way. We have to treat it that way. I hear all the time agents, you know, when I'm talking to them about how are you getting leads? Oh, I do referrals only. Okay. Well, you doing like anything on YouTube? No, I, I only do referrals. Well, YouTube is a great source to get the referrals. YouTube's a great source for you to add value to your community. Another one that would be so like some of the stuff like we're talking about YouTube and TikTok, you know, there's a strategy to get involved in that. But the one thing that's out there that I think has a lot of power that doesn't take any any of those resources is Facebook Live. And we did, it was a couple of years ago now, but we were challenged 
to do Facebook lives. And we were actually at an event one time and we were breaking for lunch and the guy leading the event said, all right, to get back in the room, you have to do a Facebook live on lunch, man. You talk about a room of extroverted people that got freaked out immediately. That was a room of realtors that were immediately on edge about what they had to do. Cause we had an hour to eat lunch and do a Facebook live. And so to do it, you had to show your phone when you got to the door, you had people at the door and you had to show them that you went live. And that led into a challenge of doing going live for 30 days. And there was so much value and power in that. One, just it got me more comfortable on video, got me more comfortable just picking the phone up and hitting record. But the amount of people that were watching my content, talking about my content, talking about seeing me, I couldn't believe. And none of those people liked or commented or shared or anything. It was crazy. And I actually went 66 days in a row I went live. And that really built me up for, you know, wanting to be better on video, being getting more comfortable on video and doing it. So Facebook Live is, it's grab your phone and go. There's no money. There's no scripting. There's no editing. There's none of that. It's just you and go. And so many people are going to see it. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that event. That was hilarious. <laughs> In order to get back into the event, you have to go live on Facebook or somewhere. <laughs> There's so many people who didn't make it back right on time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Putting yourself in an uncomfortable situations really, really good. It was powerful. There was a lot of power in it. And so, man, you- I will say that was probably the start of my, yeah, getting online and getting on video. That, that, that was one of the best exercises I've done. So where uh what have we not talked about? What do you got to wrap this thing up with on uh referrals and how you get referrals? What is the most important what's most important about referrals? Probably the one thing I would like to say and this is an area I've not been awesome at, but is treating your referral partners better. Like they're you know treating them like they're part of a team, you know, rewarding them. If somebody that you know gives you a referral, get them a nice gift. You know, you have to have a real estate license to be able to pay them a referral fee, at least. Is that nationwide? I know that's Michigan. So yeah, so probably nationwide. So you can't pay a referral fee to somebody uh, unless they have their license, but getting them a nice gift. I mean, I'm talking, you know, I mean, you know, you're talking, you know, in our, you know, I think we're a $230,000 average now. So it's a, you know, that's a almost $7,000 commission, right? That you got based on getting a referral from somebody. So get them something nice. I mean, we're talking how I how I do it. And I think I'm a pretty good gift giver is I want to buy them something that they're going to value, but typically wouldn't buy themselves. Like one of the uh, gifts that I got somebody was a Yeti cooler for, I knew it was one of our, um, it was our worship pastor. He would never buy a Yeti cooler, but they're at the beach and on the boat and at the lake all the time. And he still, I mean, every time I see him, that comes up in conversation. So getting a really nice gift for a referral partner is that's an area that I need to get a lot better at, but I think there's a ton of value in that because they, you know, one, you're going to reward them for doing something awesome for you. And secondly, the next time it comes up, they're not going to hesitate. Yeah. They'd be like, man, this guy, uh, this guy's going to give me something good. Yeah. I think the key thing there is people don't remember uh, what you told them. They remember how you made them feel. Right. And so that's, that's the reason why giving gifts is so, so important is it makes people feel good and you want to make people feel good. So wrap this, let's wrap this thing up, put a bow on it, talking about the power of the referral. And when I look at the referral, what I see it as is it is transferring 
rapport, trust, you know, that's really the most important things when you're looking to work with someone is, is having that rapport and having that trust with someone and having that relationship. And so that's what a referral is. You're transferring those three things over from someone else to yourself. And that's going to help have that connection, that glue. You still got to do the work after that happens, but it makes it a lot, a lot easier. And then we also talked about the power of social media in that and how you build relationships, rapport and trust in those things as well. And so we appreciate you being on this episode. If you got any value out of this, we do always ask you and we would appreciate it if you gave us a five star rating and review anywhere you listen to your podcast. And then the number one way that you can connect with us is in our Facebook group. It's called Epic Agent Success. So for Jerry and myself, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Epic Agent Success Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you've received value today, we hope you'll give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget, we love sharing our experiences and offering tips to agents looking to grow. So come join us on our Facebook page, the Epic Agent Success Podcast, and stay connected.